It's time for you to be a part of the show. Email or call with questions for Dr. Mike now. Email ask Dr. Mike Smith at radiomd.com or call 877-711-5211. What are you waiting for? The doctor is in. So that's ask Dr. Mike Smith at radiomd.com. Send in your questions. You can be vague, specific. You can give your name, not give your name. You can even ask, uh, to, you know, what show you want me to uh, to go through your question on or answer your question, and I'll do my best to. That can't make any guarantees, but I can try. All right, so I got a question from Terry. Hello, Dr. Mike. I have confusion about the use of digestive enzymes. I've heard on your show that taking certain supplements can block certain digestive enzymes to slow the absorption of sugar. My son is on a gluten-reduced diet and occasionally takes a digestive enzyme to aid in the breakdown of gluten. However, I have also heard mention of the importance of blocking this enzyme. I can assume that the need to block or increase the absorption of proteins, sugars, etc. is specific to certain health conditions. Can you help me understand when digestive enzymes should be supplemented? Supplement it or restrict it. Thank you for your response and the information shared on your show, Terry. This is a great question. You know, I think Terry really, you know, maybe because of his personal story with his son, he, he, he you know, maybe even sees what on surface, on the surface is a contra, is a um, contradiction. Because some shows... And I'm not the only radio host who does this. Some shows we talk about the importance of digestive enzymes. I've, I've said many times on Healthy Talk that you're only as healthy as your gut. And I usually then say after that, if you can't digest food, absorb nutrients, eliminate waste, you're not going to be very healthy. And so the first thing in, in that little statement is digest food. And as we get older, we don't produce as many digestive enzymes. And it's one of the reasons we start seeing malnutrition in, in you know, older Americans. And so we suggest di- digestive supplements. But then there's times on certain shows where I might talk about blocking digestive enzymes. Uh, and, and so it seems like it's a contradiction. But it's really not because as you, as you appreciate, Terry, it really is – dependent on the situation that I'm talking about, the condition. For the most part, you know, in, in a perfect environment, you know, in a situation where we're not worrying about other health conditions, Terry, you want to supplement with digestive enzymes. So supplementing with digestive enzymes is the norm. That's, that's the thing we, for the most part, in most cases, want to do. Because you're only as healthy as your gut, so you got to be able to digest foods. The only time that we really talk about restricting digestive enzymes and even inhibiting them is usually in the context of weight, weight management. We recognize in this country that we're eating way too many simple carbs, simple sugars, processed sugars. Uh, I mean, food manufacturers add those add sugars to just about everything because they are addictive. The, the more sugar, the more you eat it. Right, they make they make more money, so so we appreciate that there's sugars all over the place. So even when people are trying to eat better, it's hard. They're still getting excess sugar. Um, you know, many of them will maybe stop the simple sugars completely and they and they move more to starchier food. But what they don't realize is all that still breaks down into sugar. So we simply recognize that for people trying to lose weight in that specific population, Terry, people trying to lose weight, that's when we want to, you know, block 
maybe some sugar digestive enzymes. Um, there's even some medications that block fat digesting enzymes, so you don't get as much fat in your system. I don't like those. You need fat. I'd rather you block the sugars. So to answer the question, Terry, yeah, it, it just depends on the situation. But the, the main thing to remember, for most people, when we're not dealing with other health issues, we want to supplement with digestive enzymes. It's important. The only time we, we suggest not to is, is if you're trying to block those enzymes. So, so if you're taking something like white kidney bean extract to block sugar absorption, you don't want to take sugar digestive enzymes on top of that. They're going to counter each other. So that's the only time we really, at least me personally, is the only time I say not to take digestive enzymes. Okay, let's go on to the next question. Dr. Blaylock, he's a, um, for those of you who don't know, he's a pretty famous doctor in this industry, is against dietary intake of high glutamine foods, saying that they are exo-excitotoxins, excitotoxins, glutamine. The problem is most of the foods that are considered healthy are high in glutamine, such as meat, poultry, seafood, dairy, beans, cabbage, and he, this person goes on to list a lot more. It's to the point where someone could name any food, and I can give several reasons why you shouldn't eat it. <laughs> I feel the pain. I have a couple of scoops of whey protein in my morning shake. What are your views on dietary glutamine as a neuroexcitotoxin. All right, there's a lot of big words in here, so let's just break this down. Glutamine is an amino acid that plays an important role in your body for a variety of reasons, and you need it. So glutamine, in and of itself, glutamine that you may find in the meat or some of the beans and some of the... Uh, leafy greens that you mentioned here. The glutamine in those foods is good for you. Glutamine in and of itself is not an excitotoxin. What happens is it does convert inside nerve cells and inside brain cells specifically to glutamate. That's the neurotoxin. So glutamine-based foods isn't really the issue. The issue is your body converting the glutamine to something called glutamate. That's the excitotoxin, and that too much of that can be bad. The, the major source, and this came from a, um, a, a book uh, that I, I had to study years ago, and, and I had to pull it out and, and find the reference again, but this is from Siegel's Basic Neurochemistry. Uh, the major source of glutamate in the brain and by the way, you do need some glutamate in the brain. It's an ex it excites the brain. Sometimes your brain has to be turned on. The problem is as we get older, we get too much glutamate. We get too excited in the brain. That's the problem. Uh, but the major source of this excitatory neurotransmitter glutamate in the brain is glutamine from food. It basically works like this. You, you take glutamine from food. It gets into the, into the nerve cell or the brain cell, and it converts to glutamate. That's the active excitatory neurotransmitter. Um, once the glutamate is used by the brain cell, it's supposed to break down really quickly, and it converts back to glutamine, and that's how the brain stores it. So glutamine in and of itself is not bad. The problem is we tend to build up too much glutamate. So the glutamine from food, maybe the glutamine from protein supplements, will convert to glutamate, it accumulates in the brain, and that's when it becomes the neurotoxin. It's really the buildup. Of, of the glutamate. My suggestion isn't to avoid glutamine-based foods because those are some, you know, leafy greens have a lot of glutamine in it. So you don't want to avoid 
glutamine-based foods, okay? What you want to do, because those are good foods, right? What you want to do is counter the potential buildup of glutamate from those foods, right? So the glutamine from those foods turns to glutamate, and that might be the issue. You counter that with other foods and nutrients known to calm down the brain. Spices like saffron can calm down the brain. Um, omega oils, coconut oil can calm down the brain. Um, you can even do specific supplements. Um, you can do wild green oat extracts, calms down the brain. There's even uh, a inhibitory neurotransmitter that you can take in capsule form that's over the counter. It's called GABA. That calms down the brain. Green tea, lemon balm, passion fruit. Uh, valerian root. These are all things that can calm down the brain, and we need to do that anyways as we get older because our brain tends to be more excited. So my feeling about glutamine-based foods is that they're not bad. They're very healthy for you. As we get older, though, we do have to consider some of that might turn into glutamate and accumulate, and that might be the problem. So we counter that with foods and nutrients that calm down the brain. That's, that's the better way to approach this rather than avoiding foods that have glutamine because those are, those are good foods. Hopefully that was a good answer for you. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well. <laughs> 